Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. And see, some people found that out. So you know what they do, Apostle John? They will, they will, they will get breakthrough and stop. Because they said, well, we had to, Pastor Tim, we had to fight to get to this. I don't want to go through no more. No, I'm good right here, God. I'm good. Let somebody else. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Let somebody else have all that stuff. I, oh, Lord, no. I don't want to go through all that. Am I telling the truth? Brother Bass, am I telling the truth? Amen, because you have to realize, glory be to God, that God will show you prophetically what he wants to do in your life. But he will rarely show you the tests and the trials and the temptations that you got to go through. Boy, I got some witnesses back there in the back that you will have to go through to get what it is that he promised. Amen. All right, then, so I also, I, I want to say this to you. The scripture teaches us, to whom much is given, much more is required. Yes. To whom much is given, much more is required. So you keep saying, I would never, ever, 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 ever pray, Lord, use me. <laughs> I know you think you sound all pious and, and all religious, but you, have you ever looked in the Bible and seen how he deals with those who said yes to him. So you, you, about, you listen, you better be sure that you want. Because who much is given, much more is required. And you got to understand the things that you're going through right now. They're not designed to destroy you. They're designed to develop you. You can't come to a church like this and get the word week after week and not realize that there is going to be a test real soon. So let's, let's look at the purpose of each of these. Amen. Let's talk about separation. All right. God's people in general ought to be separate, not isolated, but separate. Come out from among them. Be not isolated. We, we got to get that. But we are called in general, to be separate. We're called to be the set-apart ones, to be saints, amen, to be holy unto the Lord. These musicians, the world should not have access to your gifting because they are dedicated to God. Listen, it may seem that they're able to pay you more financially, but what profited a man to gain the whole world and then to lose his soul? In the meantime, what are you having to give up for a few moments of pleasure in, in, in the devil's household? Amen. And, and so then, so, so your pastor in his function and in his grace as an apostle to the church, he is set apart and he is called. Amen. Or he is called and he is separated according to the will and the plan of God. Let's go to Romans chapter 13 verse 2. Anybody getting anything out of this? Romans 13 and verse 2. Let's look at what it says here. Bible says as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. And and, and I put this in my notes. Amen. Uh, Worship team. You have got to commit yourselves to on the personal private level, learning how to build more in the spirit. Because when you stand here, we need your overflow. 
We don't need the part that you need. I'm speaking the truth in love. We need the overflow of your relationship with God. Because the day is soon coming where this church will engage in extended times in the spirit. And so we need songs beyond the rehearsed songs. We need the songs of the Lord. We need the songs that they're not on the top 25, 15. Amen. We need those songs that are so anointed that breakthrough will come, that yokes will be destroyed, that people will be healed in the midst of the sanctuary, and nobody has to lay hands on them. And so, and so, and so, we, we've got to, we've got to work, we've got to work towards that uh, worship team and musicians, amen, and preparing ourselves and uh, separating ourselves and realizing that that this ministry is holy to the Lord. The Bible says that as they ministered to the Lord and as they fasted, amen. The holy, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Listen, they were not fasting. Amen. To prevent something, they were fasting to prepare for something. I think you missed that. They, you know, a lot of times we want to go on a fast because we're trying to stop something. They were going on a fast because they were expecting God to do something that they had never. See, you're, getting, you're, you're, leaving, you're leaving one 10-year period of, of stewardship and entering into another 10-year. You got to prepare yourselves because if God could do that with the first 10 years, what will he do in the next 10 years if we ready ourselves for what it is that he has on his mind for us? Said, said that the Holy Spirit said, now separate. Everybody say separate. separate. Separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Go to Romans chapter 1, verse 1. I just want to get that into your spirit. Romans 1 and verse 1. We're talking about being called and separated. Somebody else might have to preach on the outpouring. All right. Romans 1 and 1. Look what it said. Now, y'all, he gave me permission. Y'all see that? I'm obedient. It says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Look at this. Call. Everybody say call. call. To be an apostle. See, you don't become an apostle by getting a certificate. You don't become an apostle because you just feel like you ought to be one. Now, God has to call you. Do you follow what I'm, you follow what I'm talking about? There's some other stuff you can be in the church because men made you that, like an elder. You follow what I'm saying? And that doesn't diminish those who are elders or deacons. But you have to be called by God. Now, what God does, he allows other uh, apostolic and prophetic leaders, fivefold leaders, amen, that he has called to come and to confirm that. Does that make sense? So the Bible says that Paul was called to be an apostle, amen, by Jesus Christ. And look at this. He, he was not only called, but he was separated, the scripture says, to the gospel. Now, if you're taking notes, what we are called to, amen, will give birth to that which we are separated for. I know that's bad English, but that's, it, may, it sound better like that, right? <laughs> amen. <laughs> What we are called to, praise God, will give birth to that which we are separated for. Your calling will separate you from some things. Yes. Amen. And so Paul was called to be an apostle and he was separated to the gospel of God. Yes. 
And the gospel of God is the gospel of the kingdom. It's not just the gospel. It is the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom, praise God, is the sphere of God or the government of God over every sphere of life. God doesn't come to take sides. He comes to take over. And so what our job is, is to know the government of God, be submitted to the government of God, to become proclaimers of the government of God, and to advance that government. So believers then, believers too are called to live a holy or separated life in this present world. We won't won't read it, but just jot down 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14, amen down through chapter 7 and verse 1. 2 Corinthians, we won't read that, but I want you to get it in your notes. Chapter 6, verse 14, down through chapter 7, verse 1. Amen. Because separation is costly. And so he gives a promise in verse 1. We don't have time to turn there, but he says that he will be a father to those who separate themselves. And they will be his children. And then because of those promises, he said in chapter 7, verse 1, he says that, that we ought to uh, clean, cleanse ourselves of all the filthiness. We can't be like the world if we hope to lead them to be saved. Thank you. Amen. So, so e- even in the context, praise God, of one of your theme scriptures in, in Joel, uh, and we read uh, verse 28, chapter 2, verse 28 and 29, in verses 1 through 11, and then verses 12 through 17, there is a calling and a separation that precedes or leads to the prophetic outpouring of the Holy Ghost. God never comes on an unclean vessel. So there has to be a, a separation and, and an increased consecration, which is what I'm hearing for this church. There has to be an increased consecration. I was just, I was just sharing with someone recently, and they said, well, well why is it that you have, have this standard as, as a man of God? I said, because I believe this, and the Lord has bear witness uh, to my spirit with this, Pastor Tim, that I have to be more consecrated than the people I'm called to minister to. And if we raise that level of consecration among the leadership, people who have a mentality to rise up, we will lift the level of consecration in the house. Now, that doesn't mean that we'll stop being loving, praise God, and accepting, but we won't affirm things that are ungodly. We want you to come as you are, but we don't want you to stay that way. There ought to be enough power of the Holy Ghost, amen, on two rows. Glory be to God. We ain't got to call a prayer line, but there ought to be so much power on the ushers and on the greeters that if the devil does walk up in here, the devil won't be able to stay the same. Hallelujah. I mean, how can you have a pastor that write a book on mixture? And y'all got that book? How many of y'all got that book? If you don't have that book, shame on you. You ought to buy it today because that, that's, that's one of the problems in, in the church today. That's what has caused or, or allowed this compromise into the church. Praise God. Is this mixture. We're trying to borrow from the world to reach the world. How I many of y'all know God, don't need, God does not need the world's help? This is why he says for us not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers because we don't need anything they have. To do what it is that he called us to do. I'm trying to find somebody here that believed God. How many 
many know if God promised you to it, you don't need a heathen to help you to get it done. God will raise up an animal if he's got to. Hallelujah. Y'all will mess around and make me preach. So then the, the, the father, praise God, let, let, let's look at these, these, these points right here. What, what we are called to, as I said before, will give birth to that which we are separated for. Believers, too, are called to live a holy or separate life. It's not just for leaders. It's for all of us. Amen. And we are to, we, and let me say this. There are some things you don't even have to pray about that you need to stop doing. Because if while you're doing it, you can't say, glory be to God, Father, I thank you for this. No, you need to stop doing that. If Jesus is sitting there right on the couch beside you while you're watching it, it's amazing. Let me come down here. It's amazing how we can say that he is omniscient. He's God that's all-knowing. He knows everything at the same time and that he is omnipresent. But we can sit there and watch something on TV and act like God ain't in the room. Lord, I'm just praying that you deliver me from... No, pick that same remote up and change the channel. Thank you, Pastor Elaine. I'm just doing some research. No, you already know. You already know. Just touch somebody and say, you already know. You already know what the world is doing. I'm just trying to see how bad the world is. You already know. You came out of it. Isn't that right? Some of y'all ought to raise two hands. You came out of the world. Amen. God, God separated you from darkness to light. Separated you from sin to salvation. You know what I'm Every step with God is a step out of into. So listen, but this is good. We are separated from something to something else or something better or something that is greater or something that's more conducive. God will never take anything from you and not give you more for what he's taking. Oh, God. See, see that's, that's why some people, people who live under a scarcity mentality, they have an issue with giving. When the rich young ruler showed up to Jesus, the Bible says when Jesus told him what it was he needed him to do, he, all he could see was loss. He couldn't see the gain that would come from the seed that he was sow. And many times there are people sitting right. The difference, the distinction, my brother said this the other night, the distinction between those who are living in less than and those that are living in more than is simply the amount that they sow. Because the Bible says if you sow, if you sow liberally, you will reap abundantly. If you sow in... Y'all trying to help me preach. If you sow sparingly, that's how you're going to reap. Is that the Bible? But because we, we associate giving with loss instead of gain, we have a tendency to not want to practice God's principles for financial increase. Amen. amen. And so then, so, so he will, he, we, we are separated from something, amen, as I have here, to something, something greater, something uh, better, something more conducive to kingdom manifestation. In, in, in Acts chapter 1, praise God, and we're going to talk about outpouring. I'm almost done. In Acts chapter 1, 
we see a separation. And, and I'm just throwing this out because you all are taught in the word. But in Acts chapter one, there were 500 people who initially gathered uh, at, at the ascension of Jesus. And when he told them to wait, amen, until you be endued with power from on high, receive the Holy Ghost, 380 of them left. Everybody say separation. There are some people who don't want to wait on what God promised. You have to realize the devil has been studying you for a long time. He knows whether or not you can make it 45 days or 58 days. And so he goes and camps out right at your point. Say, I'm going to block them right here. Because they, they never made it to 60 days waiting on the Lord before. Some of y'all thinking, oh, my goodness, that's what keeps happening. Yeah, that's what's keep, keep right on happening with you. He ain't that smart. He keeps showing his hand. And so what we, we, we got to have this mentality, y'all, that we're going to wait. Because, see, this is the thing. I like the fact that God gives us promises in the word. See, it's one thing for you to wait in your own strength. But when you wait on the Lord, the Bible, she know what I'm going to say. When you wait on the Lord, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. But when you're waiting on people, when you're waiting on, come on, your job, when you're waiting on the government, come on, your strength will, will grow small. But when you're waiting, I know I got some witnesses here. When you're waiting on the Lord and you know that God is going to come through, he has never failed. Hallelujah. Slap somebody high five and say he has never failed. He always comes through. But in Acts 1, we see separation. In Acts 2, we see the, we see the outpouring. We, we can't go through that, but let, let's talk about outpouring. Amen? Uh, the outpouring, praise God, spoken of here, uh, it has two dimensions or effects. Now, the word, the word outpouring, Apostle John, I like this word. It means a pouring out. But I found this. It also means overflow. Now, see, come on, y'all got to think about this. We're, we're not saying outpouring like we're pouring it. We're saying outpouring like he pours. He is El Shaddai. So, come on, if you're thirsty, he's not just going to give you a sip. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. What did David say? He said, my cup. Who am I teaching to today? God is not just going to give you enough. God is going to give you more than enough. Because, see, you need enough just to keep you safe, to keep you lifted, to keep you encouraged. But you need overflow so you can minister to somebody else. So, see, we ought, we ought to get excited because with an outpouring, not only am I going to get what I need, I'm going to be able to be a blessing to somebody else. I dare you to lift your hand and say, pour it out, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And see, and, and, and because I, I want to get all that it got. Anybody else? Like, I, I want it all. Glory. So that means you got to get some stuff out of you so you can create a greater capacity to receive all that he has. I heard the Lord say, prepare an apostle for enlargement and expansion. That increase will come in the next 10 years. That means you got you to make your, see, some of you all don't have a big enough cup. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
you got to get a big enough, bigger cup, larger cup, larger container. You remember the, the, the widow, he said, go, go, go borrow the buckets, borrow not a few. Some of y'all keep showing up here every Sunday. You got one little cup. I didn't want to look like I didn't believe the man of God, so I'm going to bring one cup. But then you're mad with the sister or the brother that when they sit down, you can't get a seat because they got cups everywhere. Every time they show up, they got cups, they got buckets. Who is that backed up that tractor trailer out there? Tell somebody, I'm going to get it all. I'm going to get it all. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands and worship right there. I feel the Holy Ghost. Listen, Union County is in soul need of a revival. The power of the Holy Ghost. And God is saying, I am pouring in the vessels right here that you can take away the drought, that you can take away the dry season. Hallelujah. You see, some, some folk in this church, and, and, and pastor and pastor, y'all know, they, they're going to have to mature. Because right now, you know, all the, where they are, they just can kind of see them. That's all right. That's the nature of this church, mature. We, we know we're going to have folk all over the spectrum. But this region needs you filled. So when you go on your job, you know, with all those demons on your job, you said, just let me get in my office and close the door. The devil is alive. If I got to walk on the parking lot, I'm going in the name of Jesus. Devils, demons, minions, whoever you are, we're going to have some peace on this job today. Some of y'all, a whole lot of y'all going to get saved from the top down. We're going to have kingdom in this place. Bible study, prayer, come on in here. So outpouring, praise the Lord. There are two, there are two dimensions, amen, of, of outpouring. First of all, it's on the Lord's people. Outpouring carries with it the weight of refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. So y'all ought to be more excited about this than y'all look. I can't tell by the look on your faces. I'm playing. Don't, why y'all so serious? But it carries with it the weight of refreshing. Don't you want to be refreshed? There's enough stuff coming at us. If, if you watch the news, you get depressed. You get discouraged. I mean, there are hurricanes. There are tornadoes. There's fire on the West Coast. There's a monsoon. I mean, all kind of stuff that's going on. But don't you want to be refreshed? It also means to be restored, of restoration, of renewal, amen. And for some, it's the initial baptism of the Holy Spirit. They, they, they've been teaching on that here. That's no gimmick. That's not, oh, my God, you ought to want to be so wonderfully filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You don't get the Holy Spirit, amen, to prove that you are saved. You get the Holy Spirit so you can stay saved. And he'll get a hold of your tongue. Because it ain't because that you saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, you don't know how to curse no more. But you got the Holy Ghost that says, sweet lips, sweet lips. You know you can't say that. That's gonna, all that work we've been doing over here, that's going to mess up your witness. But we need the Holy Ghost. Amen. So that when we're in that place, praise the Lord, when we see, you know, there's some stuff, my God, we still remember the pleasure of the sin. But the Holy Ghost says, glory to God, I ain't going out like that. I'm going to live for God. Hallelujah. I, I can't stop the devil from tempting me, but I don't have to give into the pressure. 
that he's putting on, on my flesh. But I have to have the Holy Ghost because he's a keeper. He will make you want to stay safe. Glory to God. Not only is he a keep, keeper, he's a comforter. He's an advocate. Come on, y'all. You don't even know how to pray like you ought to, but the Holy Ghost is jumping in. He said, that boy don't know what he's asking for, Lord. Let me help him out. Let me, let me drop someone. You know when you're praying, the Bible calls it in, in Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible calls it, glory be to God, the sword of the spirit. It, it, it really, he said, which is the word of God. And word there is not logos, it's rhema. That's when you're praying and all of a sudden a scripture just jumps up out of your, out of your belly and into your chest. And you say, where in the world did I come from? Before you know it, it's coming out of your mouth. That's rhema. When you're reading the scripture, it just start right here. Read this. That's rhema. That's a word for you. And so God will give you that word so you can defeat the devil, so you can beat the enemy back. Do y'all follow one of them? You need the Holy Ghost. And not only that, he's a teacher. He'll teach you stuff that you don't even know. He'll bring you, he'll bring. Now, 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 we know, amen, that there's no adding to scripture, but God will give us revelation. Revelation is understanding of the will of God at the level of your comprehension. You've been looking at it before, amen, but you've been going through some stuff for 10 years. Y'all ain't hearing me. And you've laid aside the sin and the weight and got rid of some other stuff and changed your filters. And now when you look at the, I, I know I read this before, but my God, how did I miss this? That's the Holy Ghost. Lift your right hand and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. You don't have to get filled with the Holy Ghost here in the service. or They don't have to lay hands. You can be at home. Come on, washing some dishes. But saying, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. You know, because he comes on a glad heart. Come on now. He's a promise, so you don't have to work to get him. All you have to do is have faith to receive him. So then the second thing, let's, let's keep moving. He, 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 it outpouring is also on others, those with which you interface. Amen. Because, see, everybody's not getting what you're getting over here. And I know y'all don't just live in Indian Trail and Monroe. Y'all come from all over Rock Hill, wherever else. Praise God. But they need the same water. Come on, there's some thirsty folk out there. I said there's some thirsty folk out there. They're, they're, come on, there are women thinking that they need somebody else's man because they're thirsty. Y'all, y'all don't like this kind of teaching. Come on, there's some thirsty guys out there. Come on, there's some thirsty folk out there. And they're trying to drink from the wrong water. But Jesus told the woman at the well, if you drink this water, you will never thirst again. And watch this. Not only will it bless you going down, but it will also bless you coming up. Because he said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So it also involves how he will now use you to reach others. And to disciple them. Because, see, your proof that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ is that you make disciples. Being a Christian and being a disciple are not the same thing. You can be a Christian and never become a disciple, but you can never be a disciple, glory be to God, without first having become a Christian and then accepting God's call to be a devoted follower of him. But disciples make other followers of God. Means you know enough now to impart into them what God gave you. 
You see, when you stand before the Lord, he's not going to ask you what church you went to. He wants to know how many disciples did you make. Start at your own family. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Start in your own Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Amen. Then, then to the uttermost. But start in your own home. Lead your own family to Christ. Do you, not, do you not know God never told you to pray for anybody to be saved? He told you to share the gospel. So really what you need to do is pray, God, help me stop being so scared. So I open my mouth. And I share with my brother and my I see them going to hell. I, if they die right now, I know they're going to go to hell. And I got the word of God and won't even share it because I'm afraid. It's like he never told us to pray, glory be to God, for the sick. No, he said command their healing. So we got to go to another level of faith. He didn't say, it does say get the elders of the church, but it said for them to pray the prayer of faith that they be healed. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. He will, he will give us insight. He will give us revelation. Amen. Let, let's go a little bit further. Y'all all right? Yes. Can I have about 10 more minutes? Yes. What time y'all normally get out? Y'all, see, y'all, that's dangerous. <laughs> now, don't y'all jump on them over here that said keep going. I see some of y'all look like, what? <laughs> like we're in school. Say it again. You say it again. We get out there in that parking lot. I got right here. I got you. So let, let's look. With, with, with separation comes distinction or distinguishing. That's what's happening now. That's a reason, part of the reason that I am here. Amen. Because there is a distinction and a distinguishing. You are being distinguished. Now, now, don't, 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 don't miss it in this language. And if it's new for you, I'm going to hopefully define it. But you're being distinguished not just as a church. Church is limited. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 18, 19, God, Jesus said that he's building the church, but I'm giving you keys to the kingdom. The purpose of the church is to manifest and advance the kingdom. But the kingdom and the church are not the same thing. The church is within the kingdom. The, the, the church is limited, but the kingdom has no end. So the resources of it, oh, glory to God. Why would he, as the God of more than enough, give you keys to something that's going to run out? Come on. So he gives you keys to the kingdom. Now, here's the thing. Whatever God gives you a key to unlock, he'll never get up and open it for you. Just, come on. He'll never get up and open it for you if he already gave you the keys to it. Amen. That, 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 that'd be just like Caitlin calling her mom and dad saying, I need y'all to come home and open the door. They say, girl, where's your key? That's right. Well, I got it right here. I need y'all to come. Come on now. Amen. That's right. Why we give you the key? Oh, I want y'all to come and do it. How many times are you praying that way? Yeah. Let me get off of that. So then, we're talking about an apostolic house. I like to define things. So whatever you cannot define, you can't determine. How will you know when you have it if you can't define it? And so an apostolic house, everybody said apostolic house. Apostolic means of or like the apostles, not there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a false religion that's Jesus only. Mm -hmm. 
where they say you baptize in Jesus' name because that's what Peter preached. I go with Jesus. Jesus said baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Peter said it, he was talking about being, being immersed into the character of Christ. Baptism is about, this is a different lesson, identification. All right. So, 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 but the, but the scriptures tell us in Acts chapter two, verse forty-two, that they continued in the apostles' doctrine. What the what the original apostles, the church, according to Ephesians two and twenty, is founded. The Bible says on the apostles and the prophets, with Jesus Christ most importantly being the chief cornerstone. The chief cornerstone is put in place, Amen, as the standard of measure for everything else. So at the end of the day, it's about how much of what we do looks like Jesus. How much of who we are, amen, measures up to him because he is the standard and not men, okay? So when we talk about an apostolic house, this church, we're talking about, praise God, a ministry that is more than likely the key, now listen to this, to manifesting, amen, uh, uh, manifesting, I took the word out, but manifesting and advancing the kingdom, glory be to God. Uh, 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 in this particular hour, amen, manifesting and advancing uh, the, the kingdom of God, thus shouldn't be there, manifesting and advancing the kingdom of God in this particular hour. So let, let's look at this phrase, this term apostolic house. You, you can give them these slides after I'm gone. Apostolic house, or you can use them again. Be real good. Look, the apostolic house. Amen. Because I'm going to miss something. It's the local assembly of believers that embraces and serves the totality. Everybody see that? The totality of the New Testament dispensation. I don't like using that word, but it simply means stewardship. Praise God. And represented by the full complement of the Ephesians 4 and 11 offices. Y'all know those. So, so we won't take the time with them. Now, now apostolic people, glory be to God, uh, th these kind of people here, amen, uh, uh, the, the apostle, rather, well, let me back up. Let me back up. Y'all said I could have 10 minutes. They said I can go as long as I want to. <laughs> he said 10 minutes, right? He said, yeah, yeah. But apostolic people are devoted followers of Christ, amen, who faithfully support and participate in apostolic ministry. But they are not actual apostles. The church has a sending nature. So when they give the benediction today, you're being sent to different places to carry that glory be to God. That's indicative of Jesus Christ. You become representatives of him. Matter of fact. Many of you will be the only Jesus that some people will ever get to see. So you can't leave out of here and go to the restaurant, treat the waiter or the waitress bad. I had to wait too long for my drink, which is suit in your town. And no, you just came from church. Then leave, leave, leave. Oh, 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 my God. Measly tip. Amen. If you're not going to tip them well, go home. Amen. Eat at home and then tip whoever cooked at the house real good. Let me get off that. <laughs> Apostolic people work with apostles and the fivefold ministry to aggressively reach the lost through the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, extension of the kingdom agenda, discipleship, equipping, multiplicity of ministry. Amen. Just like today, it took a lot of people to make happen what we saw today. 
not just one person. It wasn't the weight of this wasn't on them. Uh, it's also about dynamic outreach and church planting. Apostolic people put together under apostolic leadership and an apostolic pattern will emerge as an apostolic church. But you've got to come under their leadership. These kind of churches or houses have apostolic structures and various emphasis, the burdens that are on his heart, amen, to see the races come together. That's mighty weak. I said to see the races come together. Because if Christians of different ethnicities can't worship together and the world can get together to do that stuff, kind of love do, do we have? These are not program-driven churches, but they are pattern-directed houses. They are alive with an apostolic spirit. Amen. They, they, they are completely committed to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Completely committed to the Lord. See, he has no trouble leading a people that's committed to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Because as leaders, all we have is the rule of the word. And if you're under his lordship and he is the word, so that means you're under his word. And the Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you. But he has no more rule than you have word in you. So if you won't follow the word, he don't have to worry about you following him. I'm teaching better than y'all saying amen. It's made up completely of activated members of the body of Christ. And then this kind of church has an intense relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's on the CD. So let's talk about an apostle. An apostle, his separation is for, for laying or relaying of proper foundation. Because if you came here from another church, you probably have a faulty foundation. Matter of fact, I would dare say that there are some foundational things that you never even got. In Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, after the writer got through rebuking the people, and listen to this, rebuke from a leader is always an investment. Did y'all hear that airplane? So, phew! Rebuke, reproof. And correction from your leader is always an investment. Because y'all already said they love you and they accept you. So if they reprove you, rebuke you, correct you, it's for your better. Hallelujah. All right. So 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 that, that's some foundational things in Hebrews chapter six. Amen. He talks about it in verses one through three. And, and think about it. You cannot repent without uh, you can't have faith in God without first repenting. See, I, I wouldn't want to keep coming to the church and don't feel anything. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous for our kids. Because you can be filled with the Holy Ghost going to heaven and your kid have, have never had an encounter with the Lord for themselves. They have to have an encounter for themselves. But then we all have to mature and to develop. And we have to get these foundational things because Hebrews chapter 6 verse 3 says we can only move forward into maturity if God permits. That means he has to inspect you to see if you're ready to go to the next level. Let me hear up and close. Let me hear y'all getting tired. His separation, amen, for the apostle is for the manifestation of increased revelation. Increased revelation. 
You ought to start expecting when you come here for God to give him stuff that you ain't never even thought of before. You say, where in the world did that come from? Who in the world he been hanging around? Just look at somebody and prophesy. Revelation is about to increase in here. See, stuff that you've been struggling to figure out. You, some of you going to believe, man, that pastor must have stayed up all night getting that word so he can talk about me. How did he know I was going through that? How did he know I needed that word? When you're in an apostolic house under an under apostle, amen, it, that you ought to expect there to be increased revelation, amen. His separation is for your elevation. Yeah. Hallelujah. By eight of y'all believe that. I said his celebration is for your elevation. God cannot take him and his wife higher and you be connected to them and you not go up as well. Just get prophetic and tell somebody, we're about to go there. We're about to go there. My God, we're about to go there. Glory be to God. I know some of y'all want to stay hidden. I know some of y'all want to stay out the path. But God's getting ready to bring you to the forefront. His, his separation, rather, is, for, is for, for kingdom extension. It's about taking territory for the kingdom of God. God puts you here in, in Indian, Indian Trail. And I looked at that. You know, they, those Indians, they had, a, they had a trade route from Portsmouth, Virginia, to this place. I was looking at that thing. And I said, God, you know they got swindle, they got hoodwink, they got attack. There are broken covenants and treaties here on this land, yeah. amen, in this region, yes, that God intends to expunge this land of those. Why y'all think y'all named covenant? <laughs> Come on, because there's some folk. Amen. Who entered into some covenants and did not keep them. And God is going to prove to people that he is a covenant keeping God. But there's a history of racial, racial injustice here. The kissing, the kissing case. Go, go, Google that. The kissing case where they took these two little boys, seven and nine years old. And because one of them kissed the other one on the cheek and the other one watched it. They held them illegally for a week and beat them. And to put one of them in jail, glory be to God, from nine years old to 21 was his sentence. Because they were black and they kissed a little white girl. So there's healing here. There is, the, there, is, there is the disposition of racism that hovers over this region. That God, Look at the diversity here right now. God is going to use this church as a sign to this region. Do you follow what I'm saying? That I am about all ethnicities. And you will lead this region into racial healing and to racial reconciliation. Hear the word of the Lord. You will lead this region into to unity and harmony amongst the races here uh, uh, where the churches uh, uh, pertain. Amen. What pertains to the church. So it's about taking territory. For the kingdom of God. No, no, no. His separation is also for, 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 for gospel saturation. Amen. And I'm going to leave that, Pastor. I ain't going to talk about it. I just want to say this to you. 
and it's not on the slide. But there are three things you got to do. First of all, you got to be interested. You've got to be interested, not just in what you can get out of this church. Not just in how they make you feel or what they do for you. They're going to do it regardless of whether or not you ever celebrate them or honor them because they have a stewardship. Do you follow what I'm saying? But you, you've got to become interested in the move of God and, and what God is saying and doing in their lives and what the Lord is seeking, amen, to birth through this place, where it is. That, you, that means you've got to ask questions and you've got to be available. And you, you, you follow what I'm saying? And you've got to be observant. And you've got to sometimes sit there and say, Lord, I don't want to miss what it is that you're doing, what you're saying. So God, put me on the same page with the leadership. Secondly, after being, being interested, you, 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 you got to get educated. And I'm not talking about educated, amen, in the worldly sense. I'm talking about educated in the spiritual sense, how to operate in the kingdom, how to flow in your spiritual gift, what to do when the Lord takes over the worship service. And I know we got a program and we got guests and we don't want to look like we a chaotic church, but the Holy Spirit is saying, press into me more. I need to become educated. That means I need to find out what do I need to read? What do I need to know? If they reference books or tapes or CDs or conferences or whatever else it is, I need to show up so I can, so I can know what it is that I need to know. And then the last thing is this. You got to remain steadfast. You got to remain steadfast. Because if you've been here 10 years, there have not been 10 years without testing. There have been times where the devil tried to talk you up out of here. And guess what? Because you celebrated today, he's going to find his way right back and try to make some of you become offended, off-ended, cut off. Come on now. You get offended because whatever. And mostly he tries to make you offended with the leadership. Because he knows if he can cut off revelation, you'll never get out of what you're feeling. Now watch this, how tricky he is. He knows that unforgiveness is the only power greater than the miracle working power of God. So because you're offended and you won't forgive, you won't work the word, God won't work miracles for you. So you're offended. You're cut off from revelation. You're cut off from supply. You're cut off from miracles. You're cut off from power. So you got to be steadfast. Don't just say I'm not going anywhere. Listen, Lord, I need you to keep me here. Let me be rooted. Let me be planted. I want to flourish. I want to produce some fruit. I want to be the person that lifts their hands and refreshes them. Y'all follow what I'm saying? I don't, I, I, listen, after 10 years, some of you should no longer be burdens. You should be burden bearers. Yes. Leadership is not a seat in the front. It's the people who, lead, who need less pastoral care than the max. 
You've taken the word, now you know how to pray for yourself. You've taken the word, and you know how to correct things in your own life. You've taken the word, and you, you follow what I'm saying? You know how to handle things. You know how to work it out between two brothers in, in church that can't get along. You know what to do. You don't have to bog them down with everything. But you got to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding. That word in the Greek means always excelling and getting better. We're thankful for 10 years, but we got to get better. Amen. Amen. I thought I was supposed to save this to later, but I hear the Holy Ghost saying right now, this is too small. Rest of y'all going to catch up with God's decision. It's all right. I already see it. But this this is this. This is and it's not about. It's not about being able to brag about how large the building is. Amen. It, but but there, it says something about God when we make room to prepare for what we know he's going to do. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, we can go to multiple services, but that's going to wear them out. But there are more people in this region that needs to come and get the love and acceptance that you all got. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number 3.org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.